Hey guys, it's Dave. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure you check out our website, www.itsallgoodman.com. Also, we're looking for someone to do our theme song, so click the theme song contest link on the webpage for details. www.itsallgoodman.com Shopping at the Walmart short just a couple of beans There's a George Foreman grill down the back of your blue jeans They caught you at the checkout, the blue lights blink Only one got a call, cause the others all stink Better call Saul, better call Saul, better call Saul Saul, Alright ladies and gentlemen, this is It's All Good Man, the Better Better Call Saul Podcast I'm Brian, as always, I'm here with my co-host Dave Dave, how the hell are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty excited to get this spinoff podcast going about a spinoff TV show. And I actually have a lot of corrections I think I need to make after rewatching some of the Saul episodes from Breaking Bad. You were wrong on a lot of stuff. I was wrong on quite a few things. I think we were both wrong on on quite a bit. But just for the record, I was right about a few things. So we're going to go ahead and we'll get that to in a minute. Dave and I also host a Nothing Important Podcast. You can find that at www.nothingimportantpodcast.com. And for all your Better Call Saul news predictions and rumors please make sure to check out call to saul.com it's call to saul.com all right dave we already touched on it a little bit but you have some uh, predictions that we made yes and some terrible predictions on my part apparently. <laughs> well that that was kind of how i wanted to do it though when we, when we first started this project i wanted to make sure that that we were as close to the level as the general viewing audience as possible so the first two episodes a lot. Well, especially that first one, we had no idea. Anything. No idea. Yeah, we came into it pretty cold. Right. And that's what we want to do because we want to foster participation for our listeners. You know, anybody can tell us we're full of shit or why our theories are terrible in comparison to them. So we just right. kind of made, we saw like basic, the basics of what the show was going to be about. And then we just kind of made predictions based off of that. Yeah. Just assuming, you know, what we think. Yeah. What happened? And at the time, on the first episode, you hadn't even finished Breaking Bad yet. No, I hadn't even finished Breaking Bad. I had just started the fifth season, but then uh, I finished it up rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard not to, honestly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then episode two, when we recorded last week, our challenge was information as such started to leak out, such as mm-hmm. advanced reviews and uh, even some minor spoilers. So as we were doing show prep and such, it was kind of hard to avoid such things. And, right. I, you know, we made the decision, let's try to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah. Any Anytime I see if it's like a spoiler alert, I just kind of avoid the situation, go on to something else or, you know, yeah, I don't want n- nothing ruined for me because I want my reaction to be the reaction of the casual fan. Right. Absolutely. And the beauty of that uh, is today I saw on uh, calltosall.com, there is... Actually, um, one of the spoilers about about who the bad guy was for the uh, going to be for the first episode of of uh, Better Call Saul. Who the bad guy was going to be? Yeah, yeah it's, who the it's reveal new, is? Oh, who the reveal is? Yeah, remember? So you we, know? Who, no, no, because oh, I said, I'm just saying. You said bad guy. You didn't say main character. You said bad guy. Well, I read it as a villain, but I was going to touch on that just a little bit because okay. who, who's a who's a villain in, in Call to Saul? I mean, or, or Better Call Saul, right? Because like, arguably, he's he's a bad guy. They came out with it. Um, it's a new character. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember his name honestly, but he's not associated with Breaking Bad at all. The the uh, the antagonist, the main antagonist, at least for the first show, mm-hmm. was a totally new character. Yeah, so not not really a bad guy. I just keep focusing on the word villain, right? Right. So like, my prediction was. Uh, the villain would be, would be uh, Hank, possibly, right? Yeah. Because to Saul, Hank would be a villain, right? 
And I, and I stand by that. I have no idea who it is, but I, I stand by that it's Hank. Now, we did have a listener, uh, Michael K., made the prediction that the big reveal would be Hank's wife, Marie. Right. Which makes sense, because they had that weird, like, uh, B story where she was a shoplifter or a Yeah, we touched on that in the first episode, too, and, 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 and uh, Hank's dealings with his wife's basically kleptomania and... Uh, Basically, how she never really owns up to anything, and I got to be honest, I have no idea what the hell that storyline was about. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's some it just kind of came a, out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it it's, was, it's like it's there just for character development, apparently. Yeah, Hank's, but, Hank's depressed, and oh, his wife steals shit and lies yeah. to realtors conducting open houses. Unless it's just part of the thing is there's not a single character they wanted you to like in that show. Like they had to show everybody's flaws, mm-hmm. even like their son, Walt Jr. Like when he was bought a car for his birthday, he's like, that's not good enough. He's a spoiled little bitch about it, mm-hmm. you know? And he's supposed to be like the innocence of the show or whatever. Right. Right. So, all right. So your prediction was originally my, my prediction was it was going to be crazy. Eight. For some reason, I, Thought that he was involved when Saul was involved. I didn't realize basically how early he was killed off and how late Saul came into the show. Mm-hmm. So I thought they had some kind of connection or something, and I was way off on that. So I'm just going to withdraw the whole Crazy 8 prediction. All right, do basically. you have a new prediction? Um, I still like the Gus angle, but I'm just thinking it kind of has to be Hank or Marie. Like th- Those are two awesome choices, and mm-hmm. then I would go with it would be Jesse. Or maybe even Walt's wife somehow. It's just not going to be Walt. Like Skyler? Yeah. Like something pretty breaking bad, like Skyler. Yeah, because Ted's a kind of a shady dude. I mean, yeah. Ted got her into a lot of trouble. And maybe maybe Skyler didn't show up for like a court date for a parking ticket or some yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be like the lamest like criminal storyline ever, like a, a whole hour. The whole first episode is based around Skyler skipping her bench warrant for <laughs> unpaid parking tickets. So your your official new prediction is? My official new prediction is that it's going to be. I'm going with Gus. All right. So I'm probably way off, but I'm just going to go with Gus. That way, if it is right, I can just be like, I'm a genius. <laughs> so, all right. So your guess is Gus. My guess is. Um, I forgot who my own guess was. Oh, my. Uh, it was Hank, wasn't it? Yeah. My guess is Hank. And uh, listener Michael K says that it's going to be Marie, Hank's wife, for her shoplifting. And also big ups and thank you for writing in and giving us predictions. Yeah, way cool. We got we actually got a lot of people like writing in and participating, which is exactly what we want uh, from the show when we started it. We kind of half-assed it a little bit and um, you know kind of came up with the idea that we we would be on the same level as the audience and not try to know anything more about it than they do. So, all right, okay, Dave. So your your prediction who the first uh, quote unquote villain is it's going to be Gus. Okay, my prediction is that it's going to be Hank. Uh, listener Michael K says it's going to be Marie because she was a shoplifter. Uh, that's Hank's wife. She was shoplifting in some sort of weird yeah, she con seems artist to... with an incredibly stupid storyline. I have no idea what the hell that was. Just on a side note, that was one of the few things that aggravated me about Breaking Bad. Like the whole time, I was just like, what the hell did that storyline have to do with anything? Yeah, it was just purely character development just to show that I guess she's not perfect. Yeah. And we're actually recording in the basement apartment of the apartment complex that I live in. And, uh, our friend from Nothing Important, Tim, <laughs> just walked in the door with a case of Miller Lite. How's it going, Tim? Good evening. And a six-pack of Antihero to get things started. All right. That'll well. go nicely with the uh, Yingling, which case <laughs> I'm using as a mic stand right now. <laughs> picture is on Facebook. Yeah, the for picture's proof, on folks. Facebook, yes. 
<laughs> All right, Tim. So you kind of came in the middle of the conversation. Uh, are you going to be watching Better Call Saul? Without a doubt. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, me and Dave were discussing how one of the big things that all the uh, all the previews and such are talking about is how Saul runs into a, um, a villain from Breaking Bad, um, however you want to interpret that word. So, who would your guess be uh, who Saul runs into in the first episode? I think it's going to be one of the uh, meth kingpins that Hank snuffed out, possibly mm-hmm. Tuco or even crazy eight had you had said dave mm-hmm. um just it's, i just think it's too obvious and i don't think they're going to try to go anything crazy right off the bat they're going to go with something comfortable that people can you know even the the newbie watchers can grab like all the netflix of. all the netflix binge watchers like dave and yeah, i right. like. <laughs> the, the, the binge watchers that remember the most important characters that stood out as like the the, the crazy villains they're not going to you know dig deep and try and grab somebody that uh only the diehards would know mm. Okay. And that's um, so one thing that I've noticed is a lot of the articles are talking about how this is going to be a shocking reveal, like it's going to be some crazy thing. But I don't mm-hmm. really trust that because everything everybody puts on the internet now is such over the top language. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's going to be. So I kind of like Tim's angle where the writers just tell you it's going to be a crazy reveal, but it's going to be like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Mm. You know, that's well, that kind of language is kind of what made me think like, who the hell would be be a big deal and that's why i thought hank is because like i said they kind of ran into each other and it looked like they've dealt right. with each other in the past and maybe that was going to show the genesis of that relationship plus imdb credits credits him for every episode in the series and we all know he wasn't in every episode of the series who hank wink oh, oh. look at that who hank oh mm. imdb all right so we had other predictions dave we talked about uh kind of the character of saul and uh where Jimmy McGill, who is Saul, originally came from, and where did you say? I said he was going to come from the East Coast, New England area, possibly a Boston suburb, something mm-hmm. like that. My my prediction was that he came from the Midwest, possibly someplace like Chicago or Detroit, right? Just because they're both corrupt ass cities. Uh, Tim, do you do you have any predictions before I reveal the correct answer? I know that you had said in the previous episode that Chicago uh, or Detroit is what you were thinking because the corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, I was right in line with you. I forgot what episode. I even forgot what season where he makes a reference to, uh, I believe it was some sort of law dealing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I missed that one. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Good ear. Good so, ear. Good eye. <laughs> that just I was talking about audio clues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you on that one, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> that just stuck. I, I'd have to go back and literally watch every episode to find it, but that just stuck in my head. So he seems like just a greasy Chicago mm-hmm. Yep. And right we had a list. Uh, a listener wrote in saying he believed that Saul was always from Albuquerque. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, according to the new trailer by uh, AMC, they put out like it was kind of like uh, kind of things you should know before the series starts type of trailer. Uh, Sal is from Cicero, Illinois, just down the road from where we're sitting right now. <laughs> uh, also, the you know Al Capone's headquarters back mm-hmm. in. Uh, what was that, 1985 Al Capone was around? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, yeah, 1985. <laughs> so do I get partial credit because it is a suburb? Yeah. Well, I could literally drive down my road right here, like I'm maybe just six miles around this so. face. But that's good. So actually, Tim, now that you're here, we're actually, before the first episode, I'm going to put the, together a scoreboard where when we make our predictions, we could do right or wrong, and we're going to have some sort of bet on that. So now you're officially on the board as you and I are both 1-0 and o versus Dave, who is 0-1. and one. That is... And- Cicero is known as, uh, you know, the Italian, uh, greasy Italian 
mob. <laughs> right. I got a feeling, though. I Origins do, of Chicago. I do have a feeling one of my predictions is going to be right, though, because uh, they talk about how I, I, it's not some sort of like corporate lawyer that fell from grace. He's kind of working his way up. And my part about he's not, he's not going to have a stable living situation. They talk about him sleeping in his office. And, oh, like, man, that was my next one. Like that. that was my next prediction. I'm the king of the segways, dude. You are. That was great because <laughs> I was actually going to say, I think you and I both lost out on that one because where, where did you say you thought? Uh, I said like an apartment or some sort of rental uh, temporary housing. I thought I thought your prediction was like a hotel. Or like or, a yeah, motel. no, that's what. Yeah, I'm sorry, I meant hotel. I always think motel, and then I confused. thought I thought it'd be like a Section Eight housing. Mm-hmm. But you're right; it's actually he's sleeping in his office. My prediction is that he started off somewhat on the right track. He got involved with, uh, I guess it would be, organized crime in one level or another. I'm not exactly going to say how because I have no idea, but I think that at one point he did something that uh, would have cost him his life if he stuck around. So that's why he went to the most remote place mm-hmm. at the time in the mid-90s, which who, Albuquerque. whoever would go to Albuquerque, New Mexico, who would look for him. Possibly he was in the witness protection program, but then I don't know. He would still have government ties. Or maybe that's how he knows a lot of these people because you know he knows a guy that knows yeah, like, everything. That knows, yeah. yeah, I know a guy who knows a guy. So he could have FBI connections, CIA connections, and that would explain the whole first meeting with uh, Hank, the little exchange they have there. What mm-hmm. does the DEA want with this little prick or whatever? But yeah. he, he just knew they were DEA just by walking down the hallway. Right. You know. And that also could tie into your prediction, too, where they're kind of selling it as Jimmy McGill's ascension into Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. And, but you, you hold still that you have a feeling that he, he was somebody even before he was Jimmy McGill. Yeah, so that I'm, kind I'm of starting whole, like, to kind of cool off on that, but mm-hmm. I, I think I just really want that but to happen. Look, think of the name Jimmy McGill. If you're going to make up a, a character, yeah, there, like that's like, but that also tied into the Boston thing because it's such an Irish name. Right. I mean, you know, people from Cicero, they're it just they're, they're like, like you know McCloskeys and freaking Polanskis. <laughs> you know, it's not it just, McGills. It sounds like a ma- like a made up like name of some ordinary white dude to blend in, right? Yeah. Right, or a staff writer, Jimmy McGill, or James to my buddies. <laughs> awesome. Um, we talked about also um, one of the things that are shown too is Sal's first run in with uh, with Mike, right? He's like a toll mm-hmm. attendant. We talked about this a few times. He's a yeah, toll attendant in the parking, in the parking garage, garage. And, and uh, that's actually a pretty cool scene. Yeah. He just parks his car and our listener, three dollars. Uh, our listener, Pat Ross, uh, wrote us and he said that he thinks that Mike moved to Albuquerque from Philadelphia to be with. Uh, his family, because remember, he's saving money for right. So maybe and it, make, think, it makes Pat's, sense with the whole uh, he got out of law enforcement because of one bad situation where he kind of took matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, family in Albuquerque, right? I, I think that's exactly what what uh, Pat is getting at. I like that prediction a lot. Yeah. yeah, but his character has such a chip on his shoulder. I don't think that he willingly left the law enforcement. Well, maybe maybe that's, well. I, I, that's kind of what I was implying. Like, yeah, he, like he, he shot a, a young minority with a cap gun or some shit. Well, no, he said he, he said he beat a dude not to death, but he 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 put a guy in the hospital with his bare hands or whatever. And maybe that, yeah, maybe it's one of those force. things where he caused so much so much trouble for such a pain in the ass for the for the force. You know, kind of caused a black eye to like the police mm-hmm. union and such. They kind of gave him a, you know, like. A, like, you're going to go take tickets in a parking garage, so he's like, I might as well go to Albuquerque to go do well, that. Well, maybe he was just like, maybe they kind of gave him the options, like, look, you're in deep shit, do the right thing. And so maybe he just kind of retired, yeah. you know, on his own accord, like stepped down from whatever position he had, and he had family in Albuquerque, and, you know, he moved out there, and that was the first job he got was working at a 
parking lot. Yeah, I think which, we're actually all on the same page with this mm-hmm. one. Well, and that background story of him assaulting uh, someone. It's also his own words. Physically almost putting someone in the hospital. Do you remember when uh, Hank and his partner were on undercover on the stakeout at the bar and he got the guy outside and just on the ground beat him to Mike a did? pulp? No, no Hank. Hank did. Hank, that's right. It was like he went into a biker bar or something, and he, and like right? Because he, he oh, was with I'm his he, Walter. He was with his uh, he was with his partner, and they yeah. went in there looking for information, and they just started kicking ass. Yeah, and, and he, he just, just walks back in. He just walks. He like right. put, he put his gun in the car or something, or left his left his gun or his badge in the car. Just walks back in mm-hmm. and just puts this guy in the hospital. Yeah, just took out all of his yeah. his frustrations with the meth dealings, basically on those two losers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely awesome. So that's, uh, I guess, everybody's official prediction is how uh, Mike kind of ended up where, how he ended up. Yeah. I think we're all, yeah, we're all pretty much on the same page with that. Yeah. And one other thing I, we talked about foreshadowing uh, last week, and I brought up the uh, the theme song and all the different crimes in the theme song. One thing I did forget to mention is it was Junior Brown who performed that song, but uh, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gold, the writers of Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad actually wrote the lyrics. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So that that's what I was talking about. Um, so that would make more sense. When I was thinking yeah. like the real life foreshadowing, like it, like that totally wouldn't surprise me if at some point that those crimes came back up in the show somehow. And I kind of like your idea how it would be very subtle. Like he was just talking on the phone about the mm-hmm. guy who has an ice cream truck full of kids. And right. then he's like, oh, I got to go as somebody walks in the door. You know what I mean? Just like a little Easter egg right. to catch on to. Tail end of a conversation, or yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, That's Tim cracking a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. We're we're professional here. Let's say, well, if it's nothing else, will set apart from set us apart from the other myriad Better Call Saul podcasts that are popping up. It's the fact that we just kind of don't take this. Well, seriously. we call those guys uh, copycats, posers. <laughs> posers. <laughs> Especially well, the one that has a guy that worked on the show as host. Well, I think like the whole feel that we're kind of going for is just, hey, we're a bunch of guys sitting around being nerdy about something we like, you know, and that's yeah. kind of like the feel I'd like to get over on the podcast is, uh, you know, we're, we're just a bunch of guys. Don't take themselves too serious. And Yeah. I don't want to get into the whole over analytical, what does everything mean, you know, dissecting things too much. You mean like the just talking dead? I don't listen to it, so I don't know. I think that's Chris Hardwick. Right? Yeah, Chris Hardwick does the... But it's not Wait, a podcast, it's a show hold after. On. Yeah, exactly like the Talking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to edit that so it sounds like I answered your question. <laughs> All right, Dave. So uh, before we wrap this up, uh, you have a uh, character list of everybody that's going to be on the show from calledasall.com, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to calledasall.com. They got six character bios that apparently you should know about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, starts off with Jimmy McGill slash Saul Goodman. And uh, nothing really big there. Mike Ehrmantraut uh, talks about how uh, after a series of dark events he'd keep buried in the past, he got an early retirement from the Philadelphia police force. Oh, so we were right on that. See, I didn't even know that. So, hey, yay, we were right on that. Yep, it says he moved That was my newborn daughter, uh, Matilda, making an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He he moved there to pursue a quiet life as a grandfather. Mm -hmm. And you got Michael McKeon is going to be... Uh, Chuck McGill, Jimmy's brother. Oh. And that's interesting because he is a partner in a firm, and apparently he's one of those brilliant, super high ideal, high integrity types, which is basically the opposite uh, mm-hmm. of Saul and he looks And he looks like he could be his brother. Right. And But he's got some sort of illness that's kind of 
make his career decline. So that's going to be an interesting little. Yeah, I was uh, on the uh, on the trailer. AMC released uh, things that you need to know before uh, Better Call Saul starts. They talk about how his brother comes down with some ailment that basically makes him um, house ridden. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, what I don't even know. What do you? See, I was going to say, what kind of disease would even do that? But the thing about the writers is they probably pulled some absolutely obscure. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, like MS, uh, something yeah. like that, you know. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then we got Howard Hamlin, played by Patrick Fabian. He is uh, Chuck's law partner and um, probably going to be an antagonist to Saul. What if that was one of Saul's first? Uh, what was one? What if that was one of the first thing that triggers Saul's Saul's idea that he can make money an illegitimate way? Is like that partner in the law firm does something, Saul catches him, and then they kind of kind of yeah. team up. Like he kind of coerces Saul, like, "Hey, don't tell anybody, and I'll give you a cut of money." And then the light bulb goes off, and it's, "Oh shit!" Like I can make money off of people like this, yeah, and then I can minimize my time. Because remember, his whole thing is he tries to stay out of court. He's a lawyer who tries to stay right. out of court. But you're also getting me thinking like that could be a way to kind of mirror Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's all about Walt's transition, mm-hmm. and he kind of brings Jesse along. He mentors Jesse. There's that whole love hate relationship. They mm-hmm. they you can go that direction with this too. Like there's another lawyer that brings Saul Jimmy McGill along to slowly transition into Saul Goodman. Right. Or what like he that. when he comes here. From the witness protection program. Hold on to that one. Okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> he obviously can only do one thing well. He's an attorney. Right. So they put him in to this law firm, and either he is going to be the cancer of the law firm, maybe he takes it down, maybe tr- makes these guys uh, his patsy for something, or somehow. I don't. I, I still. I'm still holding on to the fact that somehow he testifies or is a witness or wears a wire or something to the government, and that's how he has the uh, the rights that he has as far as uh, yeah. flying under the radar. The, the only thing with that is how casually he could mention that he's Jimmy McGill. Unless but, it was just with the, the attorney privilege with his client, because he's just casually he's just like, yeah, my name's McGill, but you know, I changed it to Saul Goodman. Like, if you're in witness protection, you wouldn't Right, but if you have the reputation as a criminal lawyer, like if you know that it's only criminals coming to you because you're a criminal yourself. Right. Well, no, Jimmy McGill you know. is his new name. No, it's his old name. No, 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 Jimmy no, McGill. no. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, I got you. Jimmy got McGill you. is the you. name given to him by the government. You're supporting my theory that he was somebody else before Jimmy McGill. Absolutely. Gotcha. That's when I said okay. he... That, right on. Okay. Yes. Yes. Guess what? Remember I said Jimmy McGill's the name that you'd give like Same a generic page. white dude? Knuckles? Okay. Knuckles. Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the clerk at Witness Protection chose Jimmy McGill? It was like, it was like, like immigrations in like the 1920s. Like crap people, people would come over with complicated last names and they'd be like, oh, you're John Smith. <laughs> so yeah. He has some like ridiculous like Greek name where it's like 12 letter, 12 syllables long and they're like... Uh, fuck it. We're going with Jimmy my- McGill. <laughs> you are Jimmy McGill now. <laughs> the story is that my last name, they actually chopped Berg off the end of it uh, during the... Uh- <laughs> so we were talking about how possibly Howard Hamlin, the partner of Chuck McGill, mm-hmm. might somehow have some involvement in Jimmy McGill's descent into... Oh, Is it a descent into Saul Goodman? Or I think ascent? I don't know. But it kind of corrupted him. I think he moved laterally. Yeah. Pretty much. So right, then, there's no up or down. It's just like I was a shitball. No, I'm just kind of a shitball in a different See, way that makes more money. That's not going to get here, killed by you the know, here, Here's a good question, right? We talked about Ed the Disappearer. What if he, remember, uh, what if he, 
Did we talk about that? Like maybe that's how James McGill became Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. It was because uh, okay. Yeah, we touched on he might be the most dangerous character, which is pretty actually. I like that thought. Yeah. So uh, the one female on this list is Kim Wexler, mm-hmm. played by Rhea Seahorn. Is that is that the is that the secretary? No, no. This is a, ah, a smart, hardworking lawyer with an ambitious two-year plan. And the fact that they say an ambitious two-year plan makes me think that she's going to be one of them super sleep her way to the top sleep, type. Well, or just screw over anybody, step screw on everyone head, to step the top, on feet, step on balls if the guys ask her to do it. Yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have yeah, she, that. That was just a beautiful exchange. <laughs> <laughs> so she worked for the law firm McGill and Hamlin. And, uh, oh, she might be a love interest for Jimmy. But, actually, this is your thing about the secretary. It may be a past relationship Mm -hmm. is what people are thinking about her. Could that be a a younger version of the current secretary back when he first moved to Albuquerque? Your name's not Kim, though, was it? Uh, His name isn't Saul. (laughs) Oh, there you go. What if if he causes some sort of... But her hair color's different. And women never change their hair color. Okay, I'm sorry. Never mind. I retract. And, no, honestly, it, it, the only thing that surprised me is that she is such a go-getter in the lawyering industry and right, but if, ends if up as do, a secretary. It would be a very interesting... Yeah, exactly. Especially run. if you get it mixed up with a character like Saul and he yeah. fucks up your world. You get and blacklisted. He's the, and he's the only person... You're right. Blacklisted or he's the only person you can rely on now. So now what happens? He's still running his criminal enterprise and the only place you can get a job is as his secretary. Because you got a pockmark... On your resume. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have a resume because, say, you know, if you sh- maybe she did time. 15 years, the way it looks from that picture, because she's old as shit now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's already been said that it's six years in the past, so there goes that. Six years in the past, but you don't know where that's picking up from. That's what I'm saying. They get flashbacks. Bad. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> No, you said it goes back six years before Breaking Bad starts, right? Right. That's so. That's, the that's main, about twelve years. But there are a lot of time jumps. Yeah. But that's that's also about twelve years. Right. Yeah. Because Breaking Bad went five seasons. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. So yeah. Well, I, or was Breaking Bad supposed to take a place over one year? No. No. I thought it, I thought the whole first four seasons only took place like over a year. When the cancer came back and stuff, it wasn't that long. But then again, in the last season, when he was up, it jumped the- forward a year. Yeah, because when he was up in the Northeast, he was in the Northeast for like 10 months. Yeah. Some, something like that. Yeah, they did the two birthdays. We talked about that. I'm, they do the two birthdays in one episode or it jumps forward. I'm going to get torn apart by all the diehards because I'm totally screwed up all the time. Uh, you're actually but. onto some things, though. I'm glad that you jumped in on this. Yeah. The last character is Nacho Varga, mm-hmm. played by Michael Mondo. Okay. I'm going to get names. The yeah. Michael Mondo? Don't jump on really? me for pronunciations. Yeah. The baseball player? If you have any complaints, <laughs> send it to host at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Right on. Not producer or engineer. I don't even know what my email is. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, Dave. so this, as they think, is going to be the antagonist. He's a calculating, intelligent criminal, not a kingpin, but he's bright and has the ear of his boss. Mm-hmm. So he's on the way up. And it says he might be on a collision course with Jimmy that might just take them both down. I don't like the way he looks. Hmm. He's got a... Certain, I don't know what about him. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's the character bios that uh, Mr. Keval Shah of Call to Saul has put together. Wow. All right. So a lot of characters, a lot of things going on. We're just going to have to wait and see how our, pred- our predictions are going. We are going to put up the scoreboard, which now Tim is a part of. And those of you listening, please be sure to make be sure to send us your predictions, comments, theories. 
any of that. And if they're good, we'll definitely put them on air and we'll we'll discuss them. Uh, just a quick even remind. if you agree with us, let us know. Yeah, if you agree, yeah. let us know. If you disagree, let us know. Um, so Sunday, February eighth, the premiere episode of Better Call Saul. We'll be watching it at my place, and we'll be sure we're going to record right afterwards, give the initial thoughts and impressions, and then Monday uh, Monday is the second episode, and we're going to be doing the same thing. So make sure that you're subscribed so you can get the first thoughts and impressions and participate in those episodes as well. Yeah, and we're going to get the podcast episode up in between the two airings of the first two episodes. Right, absolutely. The first episode, is, first episode of Better Call Saul is going to air Sunday evening check your local listings <laughs> uh after that we're recording uh we're recording um it's all good man right after posting it monday evening same deal show goes on we're recording and we're posting it and we definitely want to hear from you i'm brian uh with dave and our friend tim please make sure to check us out at our page at nothingimportantpodcast.com call us idiots call us geniuses whatever just call us you heard me you better call